Welcome back to the X Podcast. I am here with uh, co-co-host Tim. Co-host. Or, yep. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Good. Man, you have started drinking water. Yeah. What do you mean? I always drink water. <laughs> no, you... I don't drink enough water. I have evidence. That but I drink, drink water. Well, on the fast that we did, it's pretty much all I drink. So... Yeah, that's true. You, you gotta... You've been on a water only fast for about 50 days. No, it's not true. Okay. That's not true. That's not true. I'd okay. Uh... How are you feeling? I feel like January has continued to run strong. January was, uh, I think it was a good month for a reset and get set and then we're get into February and all of a sudden you find out mm-hmm. how many of your rhythms actually took. Do you have a word yet? No. A word of the year? I mean, I mean, no. Hey, I, what, do you, what do you mean? You mean, I, I, mean I don't. I yeah, still I don't. don't. I know we talked about it and I'm so, it's so hard for me to decide one word. I feel like I, th- this is always my approach. I always feel like I'm limiting. Okay. I know it's not, but it's because it's like the one word, the one focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, if anything, it's uh, one word is get something done. Mm. Get something done. Yeah. I, what's a word for that? that uh, the Accomplished. Wor- the word for that is uh, uh, you, your <laughs> love language of proficiency. No, it's do. It's yeah. It's accomplished. It's, it's kind of like that David Allen book, of Getting Things Done on Productivity. Have you ever read that? Mm. It's, no? no. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. You know, um, by the way, just random uh, shout out. If you were inspired by one of our former episodes on the year and habits and rhythms. Yeah. Uh, did you ever read James Clear book, Atomic Habits? No, I just didn't. The Railway Bestseller. Huge book for a long time. Yeah, so interesting. He, I don't know if he just for the longest time didn't do interviews. Mm. But he has been on um, just a wave of finally doing interviews. And really? so I listened to like three. He was on Tim Ferriss. He was on Kieran Newoff. He was on Lewis Howe, School of Greatness. And I bought the book three years ago. Never actually fully read it. I'm about to dive into Are you reading it now? Mm-hmm. You're it's fascinating. It? Atomic Habits. Tell so me if it's good. Read it. I, 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 I we, to. we never really give, uh, I don't know, like uh, reading suggestions. But read Atomic Habits with us, or at least with me. Yeah. Let me know what you learn. I, I think I'd be glad to read it too. I've I've looked at it so many times. I'm like, I should read that. I should read that. Oh, so I just good. never do. It's so good. You've already read some of it? Yeah. I've Well, I've read several chapters worth and then of course consumed a lot of the basic content mm. through a lot of his podcasts and messages. Okay. Yep. So uh, more in the business sphere, not a, a, you know, in the faith sphere, but you know, one of the things we talked about, and I don't think we've ever really done it, is we've talked about bringing a book that we thought was great mm. and just talk about the concepts of the book. But we did, would, would people, let I, us know if you'd enjoy that because what, yeah. what we have done before is say, here are my top reads. Yeah, but I think it's different from. than actually taking like a book that maybe we both, say we both really loved mm-hmm. and kind of breaking down the idea or the concept of the book without necessarily giving it all away. It might might be enough of a teaser to get people to want to go read it versus a list. Yeah. When I hear someone give a list of books, I just, Unless they say they got something really yeah. impactful from it and what, it doesn't really, it's just a list. So, I don't know. Maybe we could do that. We Anything can... in your pocket right now? <laughs> do you remember this? Uh, what I want to ask Matt Johnson, like, you got anything in your leadership pocket, a, a verse or a thought or a I'm quote looking right inspired. now. It's yeah. in my po- I, You're looking I don't have anything in my pocket. pocket oh, I was looking in my actual yes, pockets yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, let me see. I don't know. What do you have in your pocket? I mean, I... I I write them down a lot of times mm-hmm. when I have ideas and thoughts, and I I have written some down recently. I just don't know if they're, I don't know if they're formed enough to share yet. 
Mm. I I have a lot of ideas, and they're kind of they're sometimes out there or in concepts that I'm kind of working through, and so I'll write them down when they kind of grab me, but I don't know that they're always ready to mm. divulge. Mm. I I always hope they will turn into something that's ready to go. Mm. So interesting. I don't. Um, I had one. Recently. Okay. Well, I want to talk about something specific. Well, I had one recently. I was oh, okay. Okay. Let's find it. If you if you had one. No, go ahead. No, no, no. You. Nope. Oh, um, mm, was it? Okay. Yeah. No, this one's a way deeper conversation for right now. <laughs> okay. okay. It, it had to do with the very first day of creation. Ooh. I, I just, I don't want to, yeah. Mm. It's, it's a little teaser. It goes along with a lot of other stuff that I've been studying, but just mm. the idea that it says at the end of the first day that there was evening and there was day and it was good. I, I had an interesting, I don't, this isn't really something in my pocket, but this is, I had an interesting observation this morning from, you know, doing the whole like uh, Bible in a year plan that we yeah. usually do. And, and today like finished off Genesis in the Old Testament portion. And one of the things that I've always been inspired by Joseph, but also annoyed by him of how perfect he is. Yeah. He's like one of the few characters in scripture with no asterisks by his name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, just, I mean, yes, he had the immaturity early in life right. to uh, take advantage of his dad's favoritism yeah. and then boast about what he was going to be in light of his brother's eyes. But besides that, you really don't have any places of lack of integrity. Part of this is maybe a bigger societal conversation on the history of when racism was quote unquote, uh, or slavery was quote unquote acceptable, mm-hmm. which is a larger conversation. But I was reading about the end about, you know, Joseph is elevated. He's gone through the pit, the prison, the pa- all these things. He's finally elevated to the second in command of mm-hmm. Egypt. God has honored his integrity, honored his faithfulness. The dream in a way that he never imagined possible comes true. His brothers come starving from Egypt, sent by Jacob. And in a moment where he could have had vengeance, he chooses yeah. to forgive. There's a reunion. He blesses them and says what you meant. Don't be, don't feel bad about what yeah. you did, what you meant. I'm like, man, there's so many things I'm inspired, convicted, yeah. challenged by Joseph's perspective, his humility, his integrity. But then when, as the story's wrapping up, he, sure enough, the famine as predicted mm-hmm. happens. And then I'm, I'm reading the message paraphrase. It says, and when this happened, as as the famine increased, people, in order to get food, would have to sell their farms to his administration, yeah. would have to sell, and eventually they had to sell, sell themselves. themselves. And in the message paraphrase, it says, it literally has the sentence, so in the end, Joseph reduced every person living in Egypt to slavery from one end to the next. And I was like, oh, wow, that's not great. And, and and then the, then a couple just the, different. the way my preacher my works the couple thoughts hit me I'm like man the very thing that they did to Joseph he ended up doing to the whole nation mm-hmm. oh wow the very thing that Joseph hey. ended up doing to Egypt Egypt ended up doing to God's people and I, I and there was just some Weird. things I started looking that I was like oh there's there's stuff here maybe that I've never it's kind of cool dived into it was interesting I don't know if it's helpful no, but it's not helpful it's not helpful no that's not helpful at all <laughs> it was just it was interesting it was interesting but anyways I was thinking about um. Uh, no, let's move on. Oh, let's move on. Because okay. otherwise we'll just talk about it because I've been yeah. right into and I just, yeah, yeah, I don't need to get into that. You're an annihilationist now. There you go. <laughs> so we are about to begin a series. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever been more excited for a series. I get excited. Oh, that makes one of us. 
<laughs> I get excited pretty easily, uh, but I'm really excited about this series for a lot of reasons. To set it up, we have for a long time tried to decide the tension, even on this platform, of the conversations we dive into mm-hmm. and how we discuss them. Yeah, We want it to be an open space. Mm-hmm. We also want to be responsible with our roles. Yeah. We also want to be good stewards of influence and the church and mm-hmm. All of those things and the complexity and um, delicacy of some of these topics. Yeah. That said, we have been talking for about a year and a half, two years, about how do we address some of these topics that actually need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Topics that we we try to navigate the line of not just responding to everything in culture. But there are some cultural issues that have real life implications and biblical implications. Yeah. And that people ask about, okay, quote unquote, where do you guys stand on this? How do I filter through this? How do I deal with this? My family, with my children, with my parents, my brothers. And so there's a lot of issues that we've talked about for a while. If we're going to approach it, we're going to plan, prepare, pray, and approach it the right way. Number one. Number two, um, attached to that is we do an end of the year survey all the time. Yeah. And we asked people, what are the topics that you want to hear talked about and discussed and that you want to learn from. And so off that, we have a series coming up called It's Complicated, Mm -hmm. where you are going to week by week tackle Mm -hmm. some of these topics. Yeah. Uh, Topics like sexuality, homosexuality, topics like transgenderism, uh, topics like politics, Mm -hmm. topics like racism, topics like abortion. And so I know in preparing this, uh, <laughs> whereas I feel maybe excitement's not the word, mm-hmm. but an expectation mm-hmm. and eagerness that mm-hmm. there are these topics we need to dive into the waters of. But I also know, number one, it creates attention. Mm-hmm. And number two, yeah. there's an existing tension. Sure. And number three, we're not going to fully be able to resolve the tension. Yep. Um, but with that word tension. You feel attention. <laughs> sure. And I know you've expressed um, approaching these topics. There's a weight that you feel, mm-hmm. responsibility that you feel, but also attention. And so let's talk about tension. The power of tension. The power of tension. The pressure of tension. Mm-hmm. The uh, t- Tension's a great thing when you can resolve it. You know, a couple weeks ago, I had, for the first time in a while, I had put it off too, too long for a couple weeks, an intense leg workout. Okay. Followed by 20 minutes on the Stairmaster. Mm-hmm. And all this was after I ran for a few miles in the park. And I was so sore that I'm not afraid to admit I went two days later mm-hmm. to the River Valley Mall and paid for an hour massage for begging for someone to resolve the tension in my body, yeah. the tension in my shoulders. It is a great thing when you can resolve yeah. the tension. Yeah. It's a great thing. We did we did a communication master class with some of the communicators in this uh in our organization. And one of the things was the art of building and resolving tension. Yeah. <laughs> we had one of our communicators that was just like, I hate this because I hate tension. Yeah. And the moment I even build tension, I want to resolve it immediately. Yeah. There's something in us that when there's tension in life. We would prefer relief or clarity. Yeah. Um, and so, but unfortunately, or I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. I think it's just a fact of life. Life is about tensions. The The scripture is about tensions. Mm-hmm. It's filled with tensions. And uh, I, I think we get in trouble when we try to resolve what can't be resolved 
or we fall on one extreme or the other to avoid the tension. It's mm. a lot of tension. That's a lot of tension. Talk to me about tension. What, what tension? about tension? You just well, talked I, about it. What, what, do you want me what tension are you feeling going into the series? Well, I, there's a, uh, well, I mean, I'll talk a little bit about it in the first week of the series. You know, there's, anytime you talk about, I think, what is considered controversial topics, you know, the reason why things become controversial is because there are varying viewpoints. There's a difference of opinion. There's a disagreement on it in like all arenas of life. Yeah. And we've talked before on, on this, uh, about mm-hmm. abortion as when the Supreme court was changing and handing down a different decision last summer. And in, in, again, that created those kind of movements, just cr- it created tension within our culture where all of a sudden, you know, we see it. I think we see tension most on, uh, in our world today, it feels like it's most on social media. Well, you know, sometimes in person. Um, I think people feel tension maybe around some of these cultural issues at work. If we know they exist in the school where there's been all kinds of tension about, can we teach this, don't teach this? Does this book get approved, this book not get approved? You know, all, there's, there's, there's a lot of tension right now in our culture. We have not been, I feel like for the last, what, you know, I don't know, four plus years, six years, maybe longer. There's just been this growing tension in our nation where we feel more divided than we ever have. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't felt like a tension that we've been able to resolve. And you throw a pandemic and a civil rights movement and a, uh, an election that people, you know, were claiming was stolen and all this stuff that's, that it just created this massive tension. So I think for the last couple of years, I think all of us have been living in a, a heightened form of tension within our society and probably within our own bodies, within our own minds. And, um, and I think the, the temptation is that we would love to resolve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not even sure. And, and there, here's what I know. I know, you know, in the short, you know, 40, 45 minute window on a, a Sunday trying to delicately approach some of these very controversial subjects in our culture today, I also realize I am not going to be able to resolve that tension completely. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not a reality. I don't right. have enough time. People write books on these things, whether it's theological books on these topics to cultural, you know, there's, it's, it's such a, some of these are very complex. Maybe, yeah. maybe the, the theological, and again, I'm going back to our framework, the theological position that maybe we get from scripture might not be complex on some of these, but how it is lived out, how it's experienced yeah. in community, yeah. what the church's response should be if if there's a position that's different than maybe what is being culturally accepted right now. Yeah. Uh, how that, how is it lived out? How do we have community where there are people in the same, like within our own church that maybe don't share the same view? Yes. And I think, do you think part of it, uh, even just as we're sitting here, I'm thinking, I think maybe sometimes tension and uh, even the word nuance, I think tension can be confused with gray. Right. You think that's possible? Like sometimes yes. when, when people hear you speak with the tension in some people's mind, that means, oh, so you don't really know what you believe. We're kind of right. in this ambiguous, fluffy. Right. But really, the, I not. mean, the whole term tension, even take faith out of the equation, yeah. just look at Webster. <laughs> tension is when you have two opposing forces yeah. that are going from different sides that are creating this weight in the middle. And so I think maybe even like, I mean, before we even get into the controversial stuff, let's just talk about some basics in, in a faith framework in Christianity 
or let's just say in scripture, that are tensions. Uh, there's this cliche, but it's true. You've probably heard it before if you've been around church. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. What does that mean? That means that you can tell from the New Testament and the life Jesus lived and the life that he implored his followers to live, that he wants us to be in the lives of the community and people around us. He wants yeah. us to be relevant. He wants, I mean, he spoke in ways that were relevant that pulled people well, in. He was so relevant that every person from every walk of life seemed to want to be around him, seemed to want to have lunch and dinner with him. He was so, he was so involved in people's lives. He was in the mess of people's complexities and stories. He didn't seem to be freaked out or turned off by people's dysfunction. He would actually move towards it. He was in the world and he wanted us to be in the world because you, to make a difference, you have to be. And yet there is a call through Old and New Testament to not be of the world in the sense that the spirit and values and morality and gravitational pull of the kind of spirit of the age, the kind of culture of the age gets inside of you. That instead, again, sounds kind of cliche, you're, you're living a kingdom lifestyle, you're living a kingdom mindset, a kingdom of God kind of cultural value system in the middle of a fallen world. Yeah. And people take those two extremes mm -hmm. to avoid the tension. Right. We're going to avoid people, never hang out with people that disagree yeah. with us, never be around. We're going to ban every organization that, that doesn't seem to reflect well, Jesus. We're going to protest everything. Yeah. We're going to be known for what we're against instead of what we're for. We're going to be judgmental. Or mm -hmm. we get, out of maybe good motives, we get so enmeshed in the world that before we know it, we watch, listen to, talk like, think like, live like every single person around yeah. us. And we lose, as Jesus would say, our salt and light yeah. to actually be distinct, yeah. to be winsome. Yep. So There's, that's attention. There's uh, the Jesus's life in the New Testament is full of them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, you know, that's, that is the tension that we're called to live in. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about, you know, like you were saying, I mean, Jesus would go and have dinner at a tax collector's house who was mm -hmm. considered a reprobate, was considered the worst. Mm -hmm. And because of that, the religious people called him a drunk and a, mm -hmm. a, a friend of sinners. And, a, you know, it's like, well, that sounds awful. But, it, you know, there, there, so there's definitely, I mean, you can see it throughout all the stories. I was thinking about, you know, the woman caught in adultery and they drug, drug her in front of Jesus. And like, what do you say? The law says this. Mm -hmm. According to the law mm -hmm. of the land, the Jewish laws yeah. of their land, she was supposed to be stoned. Mm -hmm. And Jesus does not give them that satisfaction. And when you want to talk about a tense moment, right? Bringing her into the temple area, the outer court, where Jesus interrupts him as he's teaching, drags her probably half naked. It says she was caught in the act of mm -hmm. it. We don't know where the other guy right. was. I mean, right. he was not brought there. So again, that's, yeah. and it's like, what do you say while they have rocks in their hands? You want to talk yep. about tension? Yep. And you know what Jesus does is he just squats down on the ground and starts drawing in the sand. You, you want to talk about living yeah. in the tension and not resolve? Jesus rarely resolved. People would come to him with a question. What about, he never answered they, the question. He, he, they, I remember one time where they came, tell us by whose authority you do this. And she's like, all right, you tell me, John's baptism. Was it from heaven or was it from man? Like, is this, is this, yeah. is God, did God send John to bat, John the baptizer to baptize mm -hmm. people? Or was that his, you know? And they were just like, uh, if we say this, then that happens. If we say this, then we don't know. He's like, well, I'm not going to tell you. 
Yep. <laughs> I mean, so if there's any picture- Should we pay our taxes? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm living, you know. So if you, if you follow his life, you realize that he did live in the tension, but I also don't think that when he spoke that there, it was- it was confusing no. about what to do. It's like, love your enemy is attention. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. How far? What does that mean? You know, I mean, Jesus gave some examples, but, you know, pray for someone who hurts you. Like, okay, I don't understand, like, to what extent, how far, what does that mean to, mm-hmm. you know, someone asks for your shirt, give them your cloak. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, like, I don't understand how to live this out. And so, so his value system was very clear. Mm-hmm. It was people. It was uh, showing love. It was going beyond what's expected. It was, yeah. uh, you know, and I don't think, you know, I just think that he was okay with living in some tension. And I yeah. think we have to be okay with right. it. Um, I just don't know that we are very good no. at living no. in a place of where there's unresolved tension. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you need to resolve the tension uh, for there to be life and freedom other times if you try to resolve the tension equals death yeah so if there is miscommunication in a relationship there needs to be a tension resolved at times yeah uh if if there's reconciliation possible you need to resolve that tension yeah it is very important maybe that's a a marker of wisdom is to know what tension to resolve what tension not to resolve because for instance so another other tension again it's no secret this podcast is being filmed in a church. We're part of a church. A tension for years is is Sunday for quote unquote Christians, or is it to reach people that are far from God? Yeah. So if you dare to say, well, I want people that follow Jesus to be fed and equipped and strengthened and refreshed, we all would want that mm-hmm. and to be taught and to learn and to grow and for their roots to grow deep. And But we're all, and every church has a, a specific calling and, and function unique to how God wired their lead pastor. Uh, you have a very evangelistic type of heart and spirit and call. Um, but I think most churches would probably say we want to do both. Yeah. Well, that's a tension. Mm-hmm. The only way to resolve the tension is to say, I don't give a crap about people that are far from God when they come in. Yeah. Or to say, I don't care about Christians yeah. being strengthened and growing up. Right. But, but if you want to do both, you're going to have attention, and I've quoted it before, but I love Annie Stanley's phrase. Yeah. Sometimes things are not a problem to solve, they're tension to manage. Yeah. And the wisdom is knowing how do you manage that tension? Yeah. How do you manage a tension? And, and maybe some things we're going to get to heaven, and God who stands outside of dimension and outside of our understanding is going to say, that was never a tension. Yeah. Uh, you need a, a new paradigm. You need a new lens. Sure. And I'm always thinking that. Am, am, am I creating a tension where there's not a tension? But I just look in scripture. I told you another one. Maybe this this episode will be a little bit more spiritual. But I had a fascinating conversation the other day with somebody on the topic of the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of a hot button topic in church. And I'm someone who believes just based off what I've experienced in life and what I see in the Bible that it is not an option if I want a, a full life, a free life, if I want to be a part of a church that's full and free and that has power. Uh there's, to me, it's not an option to embrace the fullness mm-hmm. of everything God has to offer through the person of the Holy Spirit, um, his power, his strength, his help, his anointing, his gifts. Mm-hmm. And But if you read in 1 Corinthians 13 and four, 12 through 14, mm-hmm. 
you can't read that and not see the tension that Paul has. Mm -hmm. For those that would want to stiff arm any kind of supernatural activity, any kind of um, experience of the Spirit, you see Paul just going to war against that, saying, I want you to pursue these gifts of the Spirit. Uh, don't forbid mm -hmm. speaking in tongues. That's a, that's a topic for another time. Um, don't despise prophecy. Um, earnestly covet the gifts of the Spirit. These gifts were given for the building up. Like you see him like urging people on saying, I thank God that I actually speak, you know, yeah. operate some of these gifts more than you all. Like he, you see him telling them, no, go for it. Go after God, earnestly covet and desire. And then the same token, you see him also saying, but test every spirit, mm -hmm. but make sure there's order. You see him in first Corinthians 14, I think five specific times. He literally uses the phrase, but if an unbeliever walks in, you see that he is obsessed with the person far from God and what's going to resonate or scare off that person if they walk into a gathering of Jesus followers, mm -hmm. because that may be their only moment to walk in. And we can become so self-absorbed and self-indulgent that we unknowingly create an insider mm -hmm. place where we only care about our goosebumps or our experience. And we're not even thinking any longer about the whole purpose of the church, which is to seek and save that which is lost. Anyways, yeah. so that's attention. Sure. I feel like I'm boring you. No, that's just, I, that I agree. I, like, we've, I, I've used a like, lot of analogies of it. I think. I guess I'm just trying to give it examples of like, sure. before we even get into the controversial hot button topics, mm -hmm. can we at least acknowledge yes. that it is not um, a cop-out mm -hmm. or gray to say that there is tension? Yeah. Um, and so I think one of the things, and not to maybe skip ahead to some of the weeks, but I think probably for a lot of hot button topics right now, one of the tensions is, there's what we believe that scripture's clear on. Mm -hmm. Then there's how does that how do how do we think that fleshes out legally? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or how how does that flesh out in our sure. There's the theology and the methodology. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's where the tension is. Yeah. Some so, sometimes mm -hmm. I think we we're not charitable in assuming each other's motives. Right. Like if mm -hmm. a preacher doesn't harp on certain things, a lot of times you could hear the accusation. Man, they're just scared to say. They're scared they're gonna. Man, just we we need more people with or courage. They're they're a coward. It's like, or they no, they may actually be courageous because uh, it would be easy for them to cater to the Christians in the room. Sure, but their heart is so burdened with love and mission mm -hmm. that they're actually choosing to approach it in a way that's different than you that you may not understand. Right. Totally, I agree. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I don't know if I have any more to add to to that thought, but. I agree. I think that there's always a tension. It's the tension that you always hear around church conversations around truth and grace. Which one is it? Mm -hmm. Is it more truth? Is it more grace? Jesus came full of and, grace. Yeah, he came full of both. That's the ultimate tension, if you ask me. Yeah. And um, and so I think that that tension, which I may even speak to, just is the is the approach to dealing with these. What can we discover is the truth that maybe we can find in God's word about how we are to view these very controversial topics, mm -hmm. uh, not through a political lens, not through what a, a, my party might like, not through personal interest, not through some of those things, but what does not even through a cultural says. lens. Yeah. And what does scripture really kind of help us understand the heart of God when it comes to these things? That that's one aspect. That's the truth portion. Mm -hmm. The grace portion is how does that get lived out? Yeah. 
how do we as a community walk with that? And I think that to me is where, and, and I've thought about, you know, even just in every week kind of expressing here, here's, here's what I, I believe and see that scripture shows us. Here's the tension mm-hmm. of, of reality and the tension of life. There's also a lot of things I think we personally believe, mm-hmm. but we don't always personally follow or behave. Yeah. Like there are a lot of people who really go, yeah, I believe lying's a sin, but I'll lie if it'll get mm-hmm. me out of this. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. There, there, that's a tension. Yeah. There, there's, I think that we hold a lot of beliefs in our, in our minds that we're like, okay, I believe this is true, but we don't practice that and we don't live that way. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's another tension. And so I think the challenge is how do we as a community if we uh, hold a value, and I say we loosely, I understand not everybody in our community is going to think the same way, but I'll, you know, you said it earlier, it's great. We always say, hey, you can belong even if you don't believe what we mm-hmm. believe. And so I think there's a lot of diversity in what people believe even in our, our community. And I would rather have a church that's, that is reaching people of all different yeah. diverse thoughts and ideas and right. worldviews. And, you know, some maybe don't believe in God. Some do. Some don't mm-hmm. believe this, this, and this. I'd rather have that messy, difficult, tension-filled yes. um, environment yes. than everybody looks the same, thinks yes. the same, and it wouldn't be a big deal. I'd get yes. this subject and just say something. Mm-hmm. I could say something one week on all these subjects, and everybody would just cheer, and it would be like, yeah, glad you said that, and just reinforce what everybody wants to believe. Yeah. And that's not my approach. That's not yeah. my goal. And that's where I feel a personal tension because you know, my goal in addressing these and this is what I'm going to talk about, you know, in the first week. My goal in addressing these is not to create controversy. Yeah. It's not controversy for controversy's sake. Right. It's not, oh, that'll get more views. It'll get, I don't care about that stuff. Right. Like, I'd rather not, actually. I've kind of held <laughs> off from even addressing these things in this kind of format because I know that it, you know, what one person celebrates, the other person yes. mourns and yes. grieves. Or what one person is for the person sitting right next to him down on the aisle is totally against here's it for, for different right. personal reasons, experiential reasons, Here, maybe not even biblical reasons. Sometimes this may sound very harsh. Sometimes I think when people don't feel attention, um, I think it's hard to really, really, really love people and not feel attention. Cause if you really, right. really love people, I agree. Then regardless of where you stand on the issue, mm-hmm. you're going to care Way more than your side one or your point needs to be made. Mm-hmm. You're going to, if you truly value people, I, I just, you know, I think I look back at my own life. I'll pick on me. I, I think there are times forever ago where maybe I would sing songs. I want to reach the world. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wonder how many times in churches we, we sing about wanting to reach the world. We'll hear inspiring cliches about wanting to reach the world. But do I really like people that believe different right. or live different? Not just technically love, but am I so passionate about it mm-hmm. that even more than my point being made, I really care how I come across. Mm-hmm. I actually really care that even if they completely disagree with me, if they're grieved mm-hmm. by this issue, yeah, then even if we disagree on why, quote unquote, they should be grieved, I care. Yeah. And I think when you genuinely love people more than wanting to make a point, you're going to feel that tension yep. because it gets messy. And I don't know if this, we can cut this out later if you think this is too much and it's going, it's too controversial going into too much of one of the further topics. But, you know, like 
I mentioned, let's just be honest, when it comes to issues of the spectrum of sexuality and transgenderism, there's a lot of churches that would probably say, in theory, uh, I want everybody to be welcome here. Mm -hmm. But when everyone and anyone, no matter what side of the tracks are coming from, let's just say, what if they're transitioning sexually? Mm -hmm. When literally anyone and everyone begins to flock to your church, I mean, a really good heart check. Are you, are you going to feel excited or nervous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to be so glad they're coming? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be, oh no, what do we, what, 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 what does this look like? And what are people going to think? And what, yeah. I mean, that yep. like real quote unquote ministry getting into the lives of all of us are on a spectrum of brokenness. But when we really create a place where anyone and everyone can come and wrestle and experience the grace of God on the timeline of their own journey. Mm-hmm. That's messy. It is. That creates a tension. It does. And so it does. And and the only way to resolve that tension is to not be that kind of place. Mm-hmm. This is so true. And you know, I, we want to be that kind of place where we get in the mess, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be always really clean and neat. Mm-hmm. And so, what I the challenge is, uh, you know, and I've been studying on some of these topics, and you know, we we I know our whole kind of leadership team has been reading some books on some of these, you know, these topics by a variety of different perspectives and size, just so we can be prepared to have conversations. So I think we see, um, you know, think sexuality and gender identity and um, racism and all these things. We see these things being ongoing conversations. Mm-hmm. And when something new happens culturally in our world to kind of shake the whole thing up, mm-hmm. that's when people are really coming back to like, wait, you know, am I going to be loved? Am I going to be accepted? What do you guys believe? You know, all these yeah. things. So, so I feel like this is one of those um, moments where we're trying to, uh, in our best way, with a very diverse and complex uh, group of people that come to our church, I want to say community that come to our church, to uh, navigate these topics according to the truth biblically, but with the grace Mm-hmm. of we're in process and wanting people to to wrestle with these things yeah. themselves and so it, it is is messy there's definitely a lot of tension i don't think it's going to resolve it for everybody I, yeah. I think some people might feel like okay i feel like i understand or maybe they'll feel like i can i can get on board with that biblical perspective or i can right. or maybe they'll be challenged in right. what they believe about some of these things and the best thing that can happen is that we all grow and become more like Jesus. Yes. That, that, and at the end of the day, yeah. the, I, I have a hard time with, um, you know, there's some just some language that I already have been building into. It's just, it's like everybody wants you to take a stand on a position. It's like, I want to stand, you know, I want to, I want to embrace truth from God's word, mm-hmm. but I also want to stand with people. Yes. And so that is. There's there's a, a massive tension, and so I do, I, I know we all do. I feel the weight of this because I want to be the kind of church where somebody who does not believe what I believe, mm-hmm. maybe doesn't even believe in the Bible, mm-hmm. which that is what we're using as the primary. That's what we're using when we approach these things on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't believe in it. I want them to to say I, I want to be here though. Yes, these people love right different than any place else. Right. These people welcome me even though. They say they believe this, but almost, this is weird, almost by the way they treat me, it seems like they don't believe that. They do believe, if that sounds bad, they do believe that, but the way they treated me was so unique and and mm-hmm. not what I was expecting that it drew me 
more. Which thank God we've had that. We have, and that's that's what we that's what we want to continue to try to do. And so it, it's it, you know just when when we see kind of how our nation's at war over all these topics, the, mm-hmm. the real challenge is how do we, as you had mentioned before, how do we be in the world but not of it? Mm-hmm. How do we not necessarily look like? Because I think the easy answer is like you said, it's one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm. To either pick what is culturally accepted and now popular to say mm-hmm. on all these subjects, be easy just to say whatever culture's kind of embraced on all of these subjects, mm-hmm. or you can you know go the other far extreme, which is a very sometimes dogmatic. The Bible says this and you're going to hell and that, you know, I, I, I want to avoid those kind of far extremes. I want to say, what does the Bible said in the truth? How do I do, how do I take the truth and how do I put grace with it? Yeah. And how do I walk it out? So I love what, uh, sorry, go. no, I love what Chris Hodges says. He said, um, you know, truth without grace is mean, mm-hmm. um, grace without truth is meaningless. Truth and grace together make good medicine. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in how do you concoct that medicine? The, mm-hmm. the debate is. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes the, the 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 disagreement may even be in the t- the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Like I want to love one of the yeah. things that Preston Sprinkle said. He said, um, "You know, your truth will never be heard until your grace is felt." Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's like I, I, it's almost like I think people want you to just like stand up with a sign and say, yeah. "For everyone on this side yeah. that thinks this way, I want you to know this is what it's." And it's just like the the goal isn't. I mean, if you believe what Paul said, we don't have enemies except spiritually. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we're never going to posture or use language like other people to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And and so I think sometimes the the disagreement is when and how are certain conversations had. Yeah. Yeah. And we've kind of, I think, taken our time. We've at times tried to address certain aspects on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of, I don't know, I think time getting away from 2020 a little bit, <laughs> getting a little bit of time to kind of breathe. Um, and wanting to address some of these, I, I, I like the fact that we have them scheduled. We're going to address and talk about them and they're not, uh, what's your answer in response to this thing that just happened? Right. That's not what we're doing. We right. plan these for months that we just put them on the calendar to this and we're addressing these things, you know, and, and, and so what, what that means and part of the reason why we wanted to mention that is because this podcast, yes. we're going to use and leverage this podcast to participate in these conversations. Yep. And so my my approach, and this is kind of what I'm going to say as well, is that on Sunday, and so if you're watching this, maybe you don't go to our church, maybe you know you you listen and watch it, maybe someone turned you on to one a long time ago and you follow along, and and um, our approach to this is on Sunday, my goal is to share a message in response to those topics we mentioned, what does the Bible say about these things? So that's our approach. If you want to know, you know, our background as, as Christ followers, as we believe that God's given us that scripture is inspired and by God, that God inspired the people, right? Yes, there are errors and like type and this and that, but it's really, it is beneficial. It's there for us. It's not, you know, it's, I, I think about second Timothy three sixteen. you know, that all scripture is God breathed. Mm-hmm. And for useful for correction and training and you know all these things. So we we're gonna look at a biblical response to these complex questions or you know cultural issues on Sunday. Yep. Then each week after that, and I'm gonna put up our email that we give every week when we do this podcast at the X dot church podcast at the X dot church. We're gonna stick it up. We're gonna put it on the screen every week. 
And the idea is that we are going to give people an opportunity to be able to send an email or question or comment or thought or concern in based on the topics that we're doing. And so what we're hoping to do is to use and leverage the this platform. So Sunday will be how, what does the Bible say? What, is a, what does it mean to biblically in that? This one will be answering questions or talking about that critically. So there's like biblical thinking and there's critical thinking. Not always the same. Sometimes you widen your, your scope a little bit to think critically. In other words, how does that play out in a nation? How does that play out in the world? How does that play out practically? How does that look? You know, what about those that don't share that faith? What about those who aren't of this belief system? How does, how do we right. co, uh, how do we coexist yeah. in, you know, in a world that makes sense that yeah. for our country and our nation? And I think sometimes that's another tension because every Christian thinks that our government should be fully Christian. Right. And, you know, but again, if that kind of seems to go against the whole idea of freedom of religion. It's like freedom of religion as long as it's my religion. Yeah. Well, what if it one day became a different religion? Right. I don't think you would like that. Yeah. And so I think we have to take the, that's the beauty of the, the Constitution. It's the beauty of what we have in this democracy. But we can't at the same time say, I wanted to reflect my view only. Right. And so we're going to like, so Sunday is going to be a different kind of venue and approach. Biblically, what is this? And I will have tensions in that because I know people that are on maybe a different side of it. I have friends that are on maybe a different side of some of these. I know how people feel. And because of that, as a pastor, I will feel a tension in mm -hmm. talking about it. Yep. Because I may go, theologically, this is what I hold. Mm -hmm. But this is, I know people who wrestle with this. I know people who struggle. I know people with this. Mm -hmm. And I care deeply about them. And they maybe don't feel the same way I do, but I still care deeply about, so I hold a tension within yes. me. And so I, I'm going to try to do my best to do that. But then the idea is we would follow up with this to address questions, comments. So here's what that means for the next six weeks. Each week when we release this, just so you know, our format is going to be addressing questions, comments, thoughts, things that we hear from people, us diving in to maybe talk around the mm -hmm. theological perspective, but talk around it practically. Yes. Around these subjects. So, so that's, that's kind of, that's the, that's the goal with yeah. the series. So re, so to reiterate, yeah. if you don't usually tune into Sunday messages, can I, let me yeah. just give you a challenge just yeah. for this series. Yeah. Cause I think you'll find it really interesting. Yeah. Um, tune into the series, the X dot church. You can go yeah. to the X dot church. You can watch them live every Sunday, nine thirty, eleven fifteen, or usually the message is reposted by the next day. Yeah. And that's on our social media. You'll see that. But the X dot church, and and if you're somebody that um, is part of our community of faith, but you don't normally write in, I've, if there's ever a series, I want to encourage you write in. Yeah, write in. I'll make a personal commitment to respond to every email. Mm -hmm. So if you don't hear a response from me, you may have sent it to the wrong email. Yeah, it is a little tricky. The podcast or the X dot church podcast. <laughs> now I've you messed it wrong. up. Now I've said it wrong. You just podcast at the X podcast at the sign. The X. And the reason I say church. this is because we've had people be like, I emailed you at the podcast at the x.church.com. Yeah, like, there's no dot com. There's no dot com. It's dot church. It's, it's a, dot church. Yeah. Podcast at the x dot church. Yeah. So I'm, I'm telling you now, and but it'd probably be even better for you to wait for the messages because yeah. you might answer some of those questions. But I'm telling yeah. you now, if you want to begin preparing your yeah. uh, questions, we're going to be talking about racism, abortion, gender, sexuality politics yep 
Those are the primary five things that we're going to address. And we're going to have an opening week where we're going to set up the whole series, talk about it, our approach, all those things. So it's, it's one that we're putting a lot of attention and thought into it and time into mm-hmm. it. We hope that it's helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, we hope that we know it's going to create tension. Mm-hmm. We are not necessarily going to seek to resolve all the tension. Yep. Um, that's part of faith. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of life. And so, I, you know, I hope that these conversations get you to at least wrestle with the theological stance and understand the cultural perspective and where do I fit into all that. So yep. yeah, okay. it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. We're going to enjoy this <laughs> podcast and we might have some people on it with us from time to time over yeah. the next six weeks. And, but I would encourage people tune in to both. Yeah. Tune in to both. It's going to be great. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining. Uh, we always appreciate you being a part of these conversations. Uh, I know they enrich me. Mm. Hopefully they enrich you. Send us any comments, questions at podcast.dx.church. Until then we will yeah. see you next week.